Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So here we are in the bottom of the ninth inning. Two outs and running first base. Mark Knutson, the tall right-hander, trying to nail this one down. He has thrown a gem to this point. Eight and two-thirds innings, giving up just three hits and looking for his fourth complete game for the speed and perhaps to secure his 15th victory. He's got a 3-1 to one lead here in the bottom of the ninth, but at the plate is the guy who has two of those hits, Manny Randawa. A single to center and a double to right so far. Knutson into his windup. Here's the pitch, and he throws a fastball right by Randawa for strike one. Randawa a bit tardy on that swing. Now we're ready for the next pitch. The windup, and here it comes. There's a swing and a long one. Into the gap in right center field, way back towards the wall. It's off the wall. Bichette can't get there. He's chasing it down, and out of nowhere comes Ellis Burke. He'll get to the ball first. The run's going to score. Randawa is around second. He's digging for three. Here comes the throw from Burks. It's going to be close. Here's the slide. It's it's the park-adjusted Rockies podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. Major League Baseball's playoffs are in full swing, and no one better to talk about it, the Rockies' immediate future, and the changes coming to the game than former Rockies great Dante Bichette. Who are the teams to beat this year, and how close are the Rockies from getting back into that mix? Dante never holds back. Here is takes right after this on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. Here we are, Manny. The wild card weekend is over. It was great. The first one ever. It, it lived up to all the billing. It was fantastic. We're getting into round two, but uh, obviously the Rockies missing from that again. But we still wanted to talk about it. We still wanted to talk about uh, everything that went down during wild card weekend and what we can expect moving forward. And nobody better to do that with than former Rocky, Rocky great Dante Bichette. Dante, thanks for joining us. Yeah, man. Good to be here. Fun week. You got you got <laughs> over the you got over the Toronto loss yet? Yeah, yeah. It was a tough. You know, it was a tough to lose it that way in the second game was was tough. But it kind of it shows you where you're at, some of the things you need to work on. And uh, it's a real young team. So I think they're they're in a good place. And, I, I, you know, I think they knew going in where the weaknesses were and they jumped up and kind of bit us. So so it was uh, it was interesting. How's uh, this is Bo's first um, first opportunity to be in this situation. Uh, how's he how's he taking it? Yeah, I mean. He, they're bummed. They're all bummed. You know, they're young and they're used to winning. You know, they've won championships, a couple of them. I think some of those young kids in the minor leagues. So they feel like they can conquer the world, you know. But uh, um, I think they they realize how good they can be. I don't think the team was as good as they were last year, which is interesting. They didn't mm-hmm. make it last year. But they were really inconsistent. Some of the, some of the things that uh, uh, bit them offensively, bit them in that first game, they weren't able to, you know, score any runs. They, they were kind of finicky that way but uh i think they realize what it's going to take and and they know more now and they're still so young you know there's still a lot those kids will be around for a while so it, it you know i think they're excited how is it different for from from your pers- from your perspective with where you were when you first reached the 
postseason because you were a little bit older. Um, you had had more uh, experience uh, as a major leaguer at that point. Are you able to relate in some sense, though, because going into the postseason and losing, especially look, I mean, let's let's be honest, 95 was a disappointment for you guys, too, you know, with with Colorado. So do you kind of is there any sort of uh, advice or you know, something that you can kind of share with, with uh, Bo or have shared with Bo with respect to how it feels to to lose in October and then and how to get back. And is it also good that it's happening for Bo so young? Yeah, I think it's real good that it's happening young because, if you, you know, with us, we were a little bit older. So that one hurts because you don't know if you're getting back there. And we didn't. We Well, we got back there, but no, it, it uh, we didn't win it. So so I really my advice uh, it kind of goes on deaf ears because you got to win it. You got to say, Hey, we, we lost here, but we came back and won it. I can't say that to Bo. So, so, but yes, the fact that he's young and they're putting themselves in the position every year, that's, if you look at the Astros, the Dodgers, those kind of teams that eventually win the world series, that's what they do. They put themselves in the position every year. And then finally they get the mix, right. They break through and they win, you know? So that's hopefully where it looks like that's where the blue Jays are going. It looks like they're putting themselves in position every year to be in it. And if you're in it, you got a chance to win it, you know? So that's where they're now I'd like to like for them to go a little further, but you know, it's tough in the American league East because you've always yeah. got, and they're going to be, they're going to be tough to knock them off the division, you know, winning the division. So you got to might, you might have to come through that wild card spot because they're always depth. Their depth in pitching is always there. And through, through the course of 162, tough to beat that, you know? Hey Dante, do you, um, I mean, we got to give credit to the team that won, right? Do you give, do you buy into this team of destiny thing? Um, I think we've seen it work both ways. Um, you know, the Rockies in 07 were looking at this team of destiny thing and it never really didn't, didn't pan out. But the Mariners, you got to give them credit. I mean, that was a miraculous performance by the Mariners. Another young team that was first time in the playoffs in a long time. Yeah. Who knows what happened there? It, it, it definitely wasn't. Uh, it was a little bit supernatural because it was yeah. a, a nine to one lead. Right. So who yeah. knows what happened. it just seems like they didn't hit a ball hard in that inning and everything fell. Right. So, yeah, I don't know if I've believe in the team of destiny i can tell you they're a scrappy team offensively i wouldn't say they're a good team offensively i'd say they're scrappy and if they get a couple guys hot you know they could be good suarez you know he's up hot and cold if he gets hot they're good the, the rookie rodriguez he you know he's got some big power but he's a little inconsistent um so they could get hot now pitching yeah i tell you what i heard a lot about the castillo guy but when i saw him pitch live it Reminded me of like uh, Pedro Martinez with, you know, four more miles an hour. I mean, the way he pitched that night. Now, I will say this. He was at two miles an hour. He was he was living 100 for the first three innings. Right. Wow. And his ball. Oh, man. I would tell you that arm. uh, Wow. That arm was probably the most impressive thing I've seen in a long time. Now, I don't know if he can keep that's going to be big. I think after that, they dropped significantly in the starting uh, pitching but when you get to the bullpen and we actually got to the bullpen a little bit they've got big arms the I think is Osuna 102 103 with the slider that breaks if you guys remember Curtis Laskanik's slider yeah. it looked like football. remember uh, that yeah. this guy only one in the league that looks like so and he throws 103 so they have the pitching if they can keep it tight late you um <clears throat> Dante you you know this better than most and uh I think it's one of the things that really uh, seems to have helped Bo um, just from the outside looking in because Bo was really hot, you know, in September going into 
going into October. And it's the two strike approach. Um, I remember seeing um, him not even stride kind of, kind of a la what you did in, in your career on two strikes. And and obviously you didn't have the ACL in the, in the knee. And so that was, that was part of why that, that kind of created that situation. And then you were able to use that as a two strike approach. But now that with the, with the remainder of the playoffs, um, I heard a stat the other day that the highest contact teams are the ones that make the world series and win it. Um, and you can go back to like 27, 16, 17 and see that um, consistently. Do you, um, and I know that's oftentimes it's been the Astros, you know, and, 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 and teams like that. How important is it going to be? And is this going to continue this, the rest of this October going to continue the trend of high contact teams succeeding the most when it counts the most because of the difficult pitching they face in the postseason and becoming the teams that, that, that come out, you know, on top. And is that going to continue to maybe hopefully swing the pendulum back for the regular season with most teams that they think like, Hey, we need to focus more on putting the ball in play. Well, I know, I know the Mariners have, I actually, they called me about a year ago hmm. to talk strikes simply for the really? fact strike approach and Bo has it too. And so I talked to their, the, one of their guys in their office about that. So I know, wow. and you know, the Dodgers right before they won the world series, that was a big focus for them. Also, they don't put that stuff out there because they don't want everybody knowing. They want everybody to think, ah, oh, it's all about homers. You guys go get homers and strike out. But uh, I think, yeah. yeah, I think inside the game, it's changing, and we're and, and teams are trying to get contact guys. They're just not out there. They're they're believing the hype of launch angle, and they don't care about strikeouts and homers. Uh, kind of a Joey Gallo type player. They're believing that and kids aren't really developing a hit tool anymore. They're developing a power tool and that's it. And that, they think that's going to carry them. And you'll hear a lot of people say home runs win in the playoffs. No, it is balls in play. Because, but that's a two edged sword because on the, on the pitching side, it is strikeouts. Strikeouts win in the playoffs. So if you, you, it's, it's either you either strike that team out more than them or you put the ball in play more, but the pitching out in the playoffs is strikeout pitching. So yes, I believe the teams that'll put the ball in play. You saw that you saw the Rays in the, in the, in the Cleveland series. Oh, it was yeah. just, I mean, the team that finally put the ball in play won, right? So that, yes, I believe putting the ball in play is coming back strong, but you're going to hear about it after it's here. Oh, okay. Are you, um, you mentioned the Astros. I mean, I know you spent a lot of time with the National League or the American League East, and that we can start calling it the American League Beast because Baltimore's coming on. The, you know, the Red Sox will come back, and it's a nasty division. But is Houston the best in the American League? Houston's the best team in the American League, simply for that fact. They're the best. They're the best offense as far as putting the ball in play right there with us, and they got the pitching to back it up. They're the most complete team. Uh, and they've got a bullpen too. I mean, one of their bullpen guys, Stanek, is it that I think he's the best reliever in Astros history. I think he had an 08 or something. So yeah, they they've got starting fit. They've got it all, man. They 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 can be tough. Do you think that um, you know? I I think this this Cleveland New York series is ripe for an upset. I don't know. I really? just get the feeling. I just get the feeling the way the Yankees. I mean, everything was focused on Judge for obvious reasons, but. I feel like there there might be. I mean, I have the Yankees coming out of that series, and I had the I had a I had Cleveland New York in the division series, and I have the Yankees coming out. But I don't know. I just get the the feeling that this might be one of those where uh, Cleveland shocks everybody and and gets to the division to the championship series, where Houston would probably overwhelm them. But um, what do you think? How do you think the Yankees? What do you think about the Yankees right now? 
you know, the Yankees are, are that team that I don't know why they build the team for the regular season. They should always build their team for the postseason because they're always in the postseason. Yeah. But bought into this analytic OPS hitters, you know, big strikeout homer guys. And they really should go out and get hitters because they're always in the postseason. So, yes, they're a team offensively that you can flip a coin on because of how good Bieber is and how good McKenzie is for the Cleveland innings. You could flip a coin on if they're going to score or not. Problem with Cleveland, you know, Cole and, and some of their guys for the Yankees are pretty good pitchers, too. And they got a pretty good bullpen if they're healthy. I'm not sure where they're at health-wise. So, yes, you you could flip a coin on the Yankees' performance. I would – say the big money's on the Yankees for sure. Right. But, but uh, that my thought on the Yankees is yeah, they can be beat on the right day. They get, they don't show up offensively. And if you pitch around judge, man, there's somebody well, else. Is gonna- that's been the concern, right? Is that the, they just had this huge lull in offense outside of judge judge just continued, you know, pretty much throughout the second half to, to be amazing and put together one of the historic seasons we've ever seen. But I mean, yeah, you know, everybody else kind of just, um, you know, the supporting cast didn't seem to, to to do much. So I wonder if, like you said, if they if the if Cleveland catches them on the right day, with the right guy on the mound for them, could um, be more than one day though. Gotta catch them on the right four days. Well, well, three, and um, you know, it's 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 a short series. So you know, those are the dangerous ones, the short series. Hey, hey Dante, you talked about not showing up. What do you, what can you tell us about Aroldis Chapman? Do you hear anything that hasn't been publicized about that situation? No, uh-uh, I haven't heard that. Actually, I've been paying attention, I guess, to anything because I haven't heard. Is he out? Well, well he, he took he himself did, out. He took him. He didn't show up for um, for workouts, and Man. they just left him off the roster. That's I've I've only seen that one time in my career. It was when nine uh, eleven happened, and and a couple guys went home and never showed up again. <laughs> really? But, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Araldis has had cut. Yeah, he's had a he's had an interesting. See, he had the tattoo infection, and then that had him out and he didn't show up to his workout and it's just kind of bizarre, but I mean, well, you know, if you have, if you have Chapman, if you have Chapman and he's on, I mean, that's a weapon, but you know, he's been, he's been so up and down. So it's, 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 uh, it's up in the air, I guess, what, whether he would really have helped them or not, but it's still, yeah, it's still, it's still as weird. So, so despite all these, despite all these uh, upsets in the, in the wild card round, we're still looking at a Houston Yankees uh, series. Well, Manny thinks Houston Cleveland. Well, I'm not saying it will happen. I mean, I think still, Cle- again, Cle- Yankees are Yankees are the team that you know the t- a team that certainly can, is supposed to breach the championship series. I have them in my bracket reaching it. I just think it's one of those where we could end up just kind of like we did with Cardinals and Phillies yeah. at the end of the weekend or at the end of the series, be like, oh wow, didn't see that coming, sort of thing. But yeah, I yeah, think it's still- I'm. To me, what Yankee team shows up? Because for the first half, they were the greatest team ever. And yeah. then for the stretch, they might have been the worst team in baseball. And that's how they've been in the playoffs, you know? That's why I like the Astros, because they're just always consistent. They just they are what they are, and they always are that. You know, they, they don't have big highs and big lows, but they just keep churning along and doing their thing. And like you said, Dante, they they seem to have, uh, on paper, they seem to have the 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 best chance of getting this thing done. And you know, I don't know how much you you. I know you knew him, but you know him, but I don't know how much you ever worked with him or anything. But Dusty Baker, this is it for him. So maybe it would be cool to to see him go out with the ring. I'd like to see Dusty win it. I think he's one of the coolest managers there is. He'd be a blast to play for. I used to love talking to him, just playing against him. He was just he was uh, he was. I loved watching him play. Just uh, you know, he's good for baseball. 
you have um you're obviously the history a history with the rockies a real big history with the rockies and you're still beloved here going back to them a little bit you mentioned earlier about how you need to be a team if you want to have a chance to win it all you got to be there every year right you got to be in there consistently you got to be in the tournament you got to be in there in october because it's it's a crapshoot right like you go in there because of all the rounds now you could get knocked out if they have the right guys on the you know in a short series for example like this new wild card series look what happened and filled it with the phillies they threw wheeler and nola out, the, out there and you know that was it it was lights out and it, you only need to win two you know two games in a series like that so it's a crapshoot to try to get all the way now it's not like it in in the in the old days before wild card so the rockies are a team that has always seemed to be let's hope to get into the playoffs once once every five or six years and that's the yeah. way they operate here. Um, yesterday, Dick Monfort put out a letter to fans in which he said, losing is unacceptable. We've lost for four years in a row, and we're going to do everything we can to turn it around without giving some specifics, of course. And um, the general reaction around, at least you know, on Twitter, and that's certainly not representative of all the fans, but it is some of the diehards. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll believe it when we see it. This organization, I know you may not be following them very closely these days, given what you're doing with the Jays and, and with Bo, but just from what you know and, and your feel for it, when's the next time we might see this team actually compete? And is it anytime soon? I know they've got younger guys coming up now, but they also sunk a lot of money into an injured Chris Bryant. Yeah, I don't, I just don't see it happen soon. I don't see, I see some really talented kids. Uh, who's the big outfielder they compare to Larry Walker? Yeah, that that uh, Hilliard and and he's just yeah he just didn't pan out. He's, but what, what he's done, do, he's not he won't be back. What they do have though is Tolia, who is kind of um, reminding people Hilton. just by his build as he's a left-handed first baseman uh, of a Todd Hilton. But he's a switch hitter and he's um, he had a nice little a nice little debut. And then uh, Montero, the the third baseman, can hit with a lot of pop. And Tovar has been the guy, Ezekiel Tovar, shortstop, can really pick it and improve the, uh, offensively. So the thing they've got some new blood in there, but it just seems like they're still a little bit directionless at this point. Well, I think what Dick, what Dick said, Manny, he was sincere. He meant it, what he well, wrote. Sure, yeah, I believe he meant it. But, but I think for most of it was like, well, yeah, duh. Right? right. Most of the, I mean, we, we yeah, but what are you going to do about it? And right. I think that's the problem is that, he says the right things. He wants the right things. We just question his way of going about it to achieve those right things because it just hasn't worked. Let me ask you this, Dante. Um, I don't know how long you were here under Monfort, but I think you were toward the toward the end of your time here. Was he? Was there a from your from the sense of what you felt? Was there a kind of a disconnect between the top of the organization and what was happening on the field a disconnect in terms of what's real what was realistic with the team that's you know, what it feels like now I felt like they were when I was there as a head coach I felt like they they didn't quite understand course field and they were trying to you know they were going off numbers of when they the last time they got into the playoffs which they mm -hmm. they turned a lot of double plays that year mm -hmm. and but they were like going you know, to get ground ball pitchers and turn double plays. And, and I just don't think they understood because they understood Coors Field. If you really want to look at you know how I feel about this, man. If you want to look yeah. at what went, you've got freaking out hit guys, you know. So you've got to get guys who can hit and not yes. and go get freaking strikeout guys. The key there is you go get a guy like me that can put the ball in play, a guy like Ellis Burks that can put the ball in play, a guy like Vinny Castilla that didn't strike out a ton. And then all of a sudden, 
they blow up in that part. If you get yeah. guys swing and miss a lot that hit homers, they everybody thinks that's the kind of player that plays at Coors Field. They still swing and miss, and they still hit homers anywhere they play. They're that kind of guys. They're powerful guys. Get the good hitter, he'll blow up there. You so know, they just man, you got to outslug people there and get yeah. pitchers that can can move the ball around. You don't need blow up guys. You do need a big bullpen, just like in '95. You need your Liscanics and and rough ends and your reeds and and guys that come from every angle that you got to give them a chance. That's just my thought on it. If you want to win a course, you got to slug because they're going to slug, you know? That's, that's exactly what I think. And look, you know, and doing the research for the book and talking to all of you guys and really getting deep into what you guys did and how, and the types of hitters you were and what you did at home. We talked about this on this podcast, maybe even with you, you're going to lose 40 games on the road. Chalk it up. It's going to, it's going to happen. Like you, 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 you can't go. Th- you, this is going to be the 31st season of the Rockies here, here next year. And, ev- and they're, they've had three winning seasons on the road, three. And so you've got to chalk that up and figure out how to win 55 at home, right? Like yeah. you gotta, you've got to win at home and you got to build a team to win at home. And, and the guys that you just talked about, the, the type of hitter you just talked about are the types they need. And, you know, people are like, Oh, it's not that simple. You can't just go back to Blake street bombers. Why not? Like go back to Blake Street Bombers and and do that so that you can win enough games at home to get into the tournament and then take your chances because this is a you know this is a a, a unique team in baseball you cannot you know you're going to lose half your games at at least on the road and you just got to understand the reality behind that and I think that's yeah. what you're saying that it's that they they just didn't get that reality the other thing I'll say is they turned the second most double plays this year and they're going to, they, and they finish with what 94 losses. So that, that's not, that's not a, that's not double a plays. Double, double plays mean you let a lot of guys have a lot of guys on base. I mean, yeah, it's a great, it's your, it's a great thing to do, but you got a lot of guys on base if you got a lot of double plays. So that's not necessarily the, the right way to look at it. I think kind of contrary to what we've been talking about, finding strikeout pitchers might be the key at Coors Field. Keep the ball out, out of play if you want to be successful on the mound at Coors Field. But I, I just, Here's one thing, one constant here is since they've been, since they've had a downward trend in offense over the last few years, they've had the same hitting coach. They've had Dave Magadan, who I believe is his methods are outdated. They strike out too much. They don't hit with power everywhere he's been, other than his good run at Boston when he started. Every else, every other place he's been, his teams have regressed offensively. I don't know why they won't go out and find somebody that preaches what Dante's preaching, find somebody that can make. this place an offensive uh, nirvana once again because it should be it has been it could be i think with the right guy pushing those buttons if anything you want guys putting that monster numbers in that place and, yep. and rock if anything start there you know yep. and i just i look at the team and there and i go through the lineup and there's no one really i want to you know check on the numbers i just i i, I you know they just don't have players right now well you know I, I go back to what john smoltz told me for the book he's it's like in 95, you know, we were coming we were coming in here having lost in 91, 92, 93, and then 94 the strike. We had to win the World Series in 95 is what he's saying and he's right. And he said when we got the first two games at Coors Field and that weird 2-3 setup back then um where the the higher seed had to come to the to the to the lower seed um to to open the postseason, he said we were scared. I mean, he was very candid that he that they were they feared your guys' lineup that year. And he even said that that lineup, he wouldn't know what to do if they gave you a DH and you compared them with the the, the Cleveland lineup that year, and, and because he wouldn't know which one was better, because that's how good you guys were, and that's how that's striking fear into John Smoltz, Hall of Famer, uh, and the Atlanta Braves, the team of the '90s, and you guys, we've 
you know, we've talked about it ad nauseum. You guys had that series. So it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem to make sense to go into this, you know, we, we need to go all in on the, on the pitching side. Yeah. Good. Strikeout pitchers are good. It's great to have, to develop your own pitching kind of like they did. They had that. You said, you texted me one time, Dante, you said, I never thought the Rockies problem would be hitting. And it was around the division series back in 20, when were they? 2018. 18 when they got swept by the Brewers and they couldn't buy a hit, you know, and it's like, and Nolan's Arnato said the same thing to us after that game, almost verbatim to what you texted Dante. He said in throughout history, this scene has had struggles with the pitching, but this year was a hitting like this. We just did not come through that. You can't, you can't win without hitting. If you're the Colorado Rockies, (laughs) one thing my brother texted me, he played college ball at air force. So he, he knows somewhat of what he's talking about. He's like, as it was great as a matter of principle the rockies should not be in the bottom half of the statistics and hitting in any category and that's just wrong it's just it's just so wrong and if course field is your home you need to make it a, like they, what bellis burke said a nightmare on blake street for what other this teams 10th and run scored and 13th and something yeah, I, I mean make it make it a nightmare not for for you implicitly, because that's what I think the Rockies have done, even if they not consciously, yeah. but subconsciously, they've made this thing a boogeyman for them. Coors yeah. Field, like they've just outthought themselves because this, you know, we just can't figure out how to go down from here and come back here and just own it and, and, and just win 60 I, games at home. Just apologize for, oh, yeah, yeah. it's a tough. No, own it. Own it and put a team out there that owns it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Before we let you get away, Dante, we want to talk about the National League a little bit. I know you don't follow that as much as you do the American League, but um, are the Dodgers a, a lead pipe cinch now that the Mets are out of it? Because I thought the Mets were the only team that could give the Dodgers a, a run. Although here, here, you know, you have the Atlanta Braves, the defending world champions. Who comes out of the National League? Okay, now I think the Atlanta Braves are the team to beat. Okay, I think um, interesting, right? I you look at the Dodgers on paper, man, they're all world. How many wins and everything? I'm not so sure. That I trust. They're pitching as much as the Braves. I know that sounds weird. And I'll tell you another thing. I agree thing. with you. I agree yeah. with you. I, I'll tell you another thing that I think separates the Braves is their coaching staff. And I think it's why they won last year. If you look at their coaching staff, they're all guys who played at the big league level. They were all-star type players. They were – I think with they get the most out of their young players and turn – you look what they did to Dansby Swanson. They turned him into a great player. Yeah. Uh, Upton Ryland, they turned into a great player. And who in the heck is Harris? I mean, who's yeah. this guy? All of a sudden, he's one of the best players in the league. Uh, Acuna has turned his career around. You know, he used to be a strikeout guy. Now he's a, a great player. It's amazing how the, how well they have developed their young players. And I think it's because their coaching staff are all a bunch of guys that you can go – that have just wisdom that can make you a better player. You know how it is, Mark. You don't yep. really learn. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and, it, and it's great to see Walt and, and EY, uh, two guys who are you know deep in Rockies lore just like yourself and who are, are still loved here. It's, it's fun to root for them. I, I think it'll be easier. It's easy for Rockies fans to root for the Braves over the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, you got Walt Weiss, who honestly, if you ever want to talk hitting with Walt or anything, he, he's just that old wise guy, you know. Yep. And EY, I mean, who who better to teach? DY could teach how to hit and steal bases. And then the guy, Kevin Seitzer, I don't know if any of you guys know Kevin Seitzer. You know, he was he was a guy with no talent that became a really good hitter at the big leagues. Perfect for hitting for these young hitters. So I don't know. I I love I love their coaching staff. I like watching their team and their young players. Uh, just they seem like they they develop faster than the average. 
So you Manny, like are we dismiss- Manny, are we dismissing the Padres? What's that? Are we dismissing? Uh, no, the no. I mean, they had me write a preview for that series. I have Dodgers in four. They had to, they wanted a position by position sort of breakdown. They look they look good, you know. But um, the Dodgers got to line up their rotation. You know, they had the rest, and um, they're going to go Clevenger game one for because they needed their first three guys to get them through the wild card series. The Padres did, so I think it's the Dodgers. Um, but I have you know, I, what do you guys think? I have I have Houston, Atlanta, and I have Houston winning it all. I would say that's probably that's who I would pick. Now the National League's a little tighter, but I would say Houston's going to win the American League. I would say that's a real good bet. It's either it. or Dodgers. I think the Padres could definitely do it, but they have to be hot. They yeah. can't just screw it, you know. I, I mean, Padres, the Padres are interesting for me because their lineup should be as good as any lineup there is. Their pitching has been a disappointment, even though those guys are really good. I mean, Musgrove and Snell and Darvis, those are really good arms, really good. Well, pitchers. I think there was a lot. They have very with, good seasons with Tatis and all that. The, yeah, the disappointment, you know, that, that came out of that. I mean, the Tatis things were abs- an absolute shocker. I mean, it yeah. was like, you got the world in your hand, man. Like why would, you know, and I know there, there's, there may be mitigating circumstances there as far as the reason he, you know, he had that, Medicaid, you know, whatever it was. But um, the bottom line is they just got, you got this high of getting Soto and then you got this mm-hmm. terrible low. So I think they just had a lot of roller coaster things. So look, if they win, it wouldn't surprise me because I, I mean, they have, like you said, they have the talent on the mound. They can match up there. The Dodgers have a better lineup, but then again, guys get hot in that lineup. You got Machado, you got Soto, all of that. So I can see that happening because maybe things are just starting to come together late. They just needed some time to get over that stuff that happened to them you know, in the second half. I don't think it'd be a bad thing if the Padres won simply because agree. they were aggressive, man. They went out, the guy went out, he, he signed the players, he made the trades, he went for it like you're supposed to. So I think for baseball, it wouldn't be a bad thing. I think Soto's got to get it together. I, you know, he's he's living off of hype from the past, but he's not the same player and he needs, if he can get it together, because I don't think Grisham can r- ride him to the play. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that would be that would be shocking if he continued to do this all the way through the playoffs. Let me ask you this, Dante. Um, we I don't think we've had you on since the rule changes went into our were announced that they're going to go into effect next year. Um, what do you think about the shifts? I don't think the shifts is a good idea. I see everybody's. Mm-hmm. I see the fa- yes. I see that. Yeah, you'll get to see a little more defense from the shortstops. I like that having a kid who plays short. I think that's better for him. But I don't. I don't like the shift in the way that. What you're doing is saying, hey, guys, you don't have to make an adjustment hitting. We'll right. make the exactly. for you. Right. You're discouraging yep. hitters from it. Yep. It's, it's helping It's helping one guy, left-handed pool hitter. It's not right. helping. Any, and think about it. Who, do you, who has the most advantage of the game anyways? Lefties are two steps closer to first base. Lefties <laughs> never. Hey, well, it's I right. Mean, it's true. Yeah, they never have to face a breaking ball because everybody's righty. And now you're going to. Now you're going to let them pull the ball in a hole. I mean, that is like a softball game there. I don't like that. And you can't even – if you're a left – you can't even bring a left-handed specialist to face one guy anymore. You're no, right. You're loogies, everything no, towards loogies the right. Are, loogies are a thing of the past. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it because, you know, I think people are saying the pitching's so good. No, the pitching's not that good. If you get inside the ball and hit the ball the other way, it's still the easiest way to hit the ball. And nobody does it because it doesn't make money, I guess. Or That's it. it. What would you have hit against the ship, Dante? Would they have shifted against you? That's a great question. Oh, matter of fact, Bo, who hits like I did with a two-strike, is the least shifted guy in all of baseball. Boom. There you go. I got to tell you, man, like Bo Bo, Bo Bichette is a walking example of 
your philosophy for obvious reasons and it's working. See, that's the thing is that like it's working, you know, and and so that's really been kind of cool to see what's happened, especially Bo had the third most hits in baseball, I think, behind Turner, Trey Turner and uh, Freddie Freeman. And that and 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 he surged at, you know, toward the end to get to there. And I think a lot of it, I'm, sh- I'm sure, had to do with that two strike approach and everything else. What do you think about the um, uh, going back to the rules, the bases thing, the, the bigger bases? OK, um, I'm OK with that because, yes, we need to get stolen bases back in the game. Absolutely. One hundred percent. It is fun to watch. It puts a different type of player on. It, 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 it showcases more talent. Yes, I like that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Let's do it. OK, well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I, I want to. I want to hear Ricky Henderson's take on this. I, I, nobody's ever asked. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Thinks, Ricky would be like. So the four and a half inches of extra bases that he's got now, he'd have now. If somebody breaks his record, he's going to go ballistic. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and the hitting thing, going back to the the contact, the the um the hitting thing, that was a really interesting thing you said, Dante, that the pitching is getting too much credit. Guys are throwing harder than ever before. There is, I've heard different things about that as far as like, that's just, be, you know, from all the way from that's because they're just measuring it differently than they did. The radar guns are hot versus yeah. versus, um, you know, uh, the all the way on the other extreme where it's like, why do guys not hit? Well, why are guys striking out? Because guys are throwing nastier than ever and fat harder than ever. But but I, I mean, talking to Will Clark a few months ago about this and yeah, talk about a guy who's got some thoughts <laughs> about yeah. about all this. And I told him, you know what you said about it. And he's like, yeah, he said he's like guys like Dante and guys like, you know, the guys you're talking to uh about these things are 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 right in the sense that and i think it goes back to what you said dante kids are not learning this stuff anymore because the and that's the the concern i think is it was almost kind of like the concern tracer ringlesby one time said that the starting pitcher is going to go extinct that's a nice thing about this postseason so far the starting pitching has been going deep in the game so far which is great and i think that's partly because of the new extra series and everything but like that i mean are we is the hitter is the contact oriented hitter for me, it's always been like the little girl with the two tacos in the commercial. Like, can we have a taco that stands up versus a taco that falls over? Why not both? You know, um, why not power and contact? But not everybody's the same kind of hitter. So are we losing in the future generations guys who can who even can do that? We're losing. them, But I'm telling you, there's an underground movement to bring those guys back. That's you just the guys writing about the game are not the people they're the analytic guys. So they, right. they like here, you got to answer me this, Manny, if you can answer me this, I'll tell you exactly the answer to this thing's right answer. Okay. Why out so important, important on the pitching side and not important on the hitting side. That doesn't work. You, I mean, you cut out a little bit. Why, why does the, is it the why, analytics? Why is it so important to get your pitcher to strike people out, oh, to okay. get strike people out? But it's not important to not strike out if it's so important to strike them out. Right. I think the reason that this is my personal opinion, people fell in love with the big data revolution, Moneyball and all that. People fell in love with the new thing, the new thing. Every day there's something new. There's 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 Rapsodo. There's this. There's that. We figure out how to we can figure out how to fine tune everything. And I think with pitchers, because of velocity and because of spin rate. And because of all that, it's just more intriguing to see what can be done there. And then also the fear of falling behind. We can't get behind everybody else. We just got to put everything we can into this. And with pitching, we can do it more with than with hitting. And so with pitching, yeah. that's just my 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 take on it. 
No, he's and, absolutely and, right, Don. Manny, Don is absolutely right. I mean, strikeouts from a defensive standpoint limit the amount of damage that can be done, right? You can't have errors. You can't have bloopers, all that. Yeah, that's a good point. So on the hitting side, they, they discount that value of those things. That's and that a great, great sense. point. They discount make putting it, it in play. Yeah, because, you know, it just, yeah, it, it is a strange thing. And it makes a lot of us scratch our heads about analytics as, as to some, why some things are, don't work in opposite directions like that, like you talked about. But I think I think you go. You're both right. It's going to turn back. It has to. What do you think, Dante? You were going to you were going to say away. something about that in particular. What did you get? What do you got? Uh, I forgot. But but <laughs> okay. he, he right. nailed. It. It's basically if strikeouts are so important pitching wise, why are they not? Yes, if, if that's a great it's point. So, so bad to put a ball in play from a pitching point. Why isn't it good to put a ball in play? Exactly. That's huge. <laughs> Hey, we got to let you go in a second here, Dante. But I, I do want to mention something: the new the new schedule next year, among the new things uh, Manny's talked about, September first, second, and third, Toronto Blue Jays at Coors Field. Oh, we, uh, we September's first, second, and third. We expect you here. Yes. And we expect you to do the podcast live with us while you're here from Coors Field. Um, I think you get a hero's welcome when you come back, and I think um, the fans would will, will go crazy to see Bo play. Yeah, I tell you, last year at the All Star break. It was special for Bo. He got a big crowd, a uh, stand of ovation. And, you know, I think it was it was neat for me. I don't know about Bo. It was neat for me. Yeah, oh, I talked to likes, Bo a little bit during like that, it. before that, during the All-Star, during the, 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 the day before the workouts. And he said, yeah, I remember coming here. You know, um, I asked him, is this the first time you've been back here? And I, I failed to say as a player. So he's like, what do you mean? I've been coming here for, you know, for, you know, since uh, for a long time. <laughs> And uh, but yeah, so in a way, he's grown up uh, there without actually playing there, and so it's going to be fun to see him, definitely. And, and you guys can always make a quick trip up to Steamboat, Dante. Remember, remember our, our fun in Steamboat. Well, I got a new RV, a little mini oh, van, and then I'm I might drive it up there and just drive all over the place. Hey, that sounds great. Hey, we appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the post postseason. I know the Jays won't be in it, but I know you'll be locked in. We all will be because it's sure to be sure to be drama. There always is best postseason in all of sports. With it, you know, all due respect to the hockey people, this is the best postseason in all of sports, Absolutely. and we're looking forward to, help, to to watching. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dante. Have me, guys. Talk. All right, Manny, got a closer for us? Yep, on the other side. All right, Manny, I'll close things out right after this. Stay with us. It's the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. Happy postseason, everyone. It's a great time of the year if you're a baseball fan. Not so much if you're a Rockies fan. And with the Dodgers and Padres opening their National League Division Series on Tuesday night, Colorado baseball fans are reminded that their beloved local ball club resides in a division that has two powerhouses at the top in Los Angeles and San Diego. Sure, the Padres had a tough year, particularly with what happened with superstar shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. But they continued their uber-aggressive moves to win now, by making one of the biggest blockbuster deals of all time when they acquired Juan Soto from the Nationals, and they're coming off a stunning upset of the Mets in the NL wildcard series. That's exciting stuff. And the Dodgers, well, they need no introduction. 
They won 111 games to set a franchise record this year and have won the division in nine of the last 10 years. As the two SoCal foes face off in the best of five NLDS, the Rockies and their fans will watch on television, knowing that when Colorado takes the field next spring, it'll once again be looking up at the big boys in the division with nary a hint of hope that it can win the NL West for the first time in the franchise's three-decade history. As Rockies great Dante Bichette told us on today's podcast, this doesn't look like a team that will be competing in the near future. It's let's hope the new guys are good time again. As well as let's hope the guy we paid $182 million is able to be on the field for more than 42 games this year time. And then, of course, there are the new quote-unquote high expectations to meet for a team that has finished in fourth or fifth in each of the last four years while losing star players left and right. Nolan Arenado and DJ LeMay, who reached the postseason this year with their new teams, and Trevor Story plays for a team in Boston that usually starts each season with an eye toward making a deep postseason run. The Rockies desperately need realignment out of a division they have virtually zero chance of winning in the foreseeable future. When they do return to competitiveness, it'll likely be wild card spot or bust, not what their division rivals in LA and San Diego are looking at each year, which is world champs or bust. As you watch the division series this week, if you're a Rockies fan, try not to think about the division. That'll do it for this episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Our thanks to the one and only Dante Bichette for being our guest, and thanks to you for listening in between playoff games. Enjoy the best postseason sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.